Good morning, and welcome to this edition of A Public Affair on KGNU with the Community Foundation of Boulder County. I'm your host, Jim Williams, Dean Emeritus of University Libraries with CU Boulder, and I'm a trustee for your Community Foundation. The Calwood Fire and Left Hand Fires last October burned more than 10 thousand acres and destroyed 26 structures. As we head into another wildfire season, we're here today to talk about the status of, and recovery from these fires and what, if any, lessons we've taken from them. With me this morning are Rafael Salgado, Executive Director of the Calwood Education Center, Seth McKinney, the fire manager officer with the Boulder County Sheriff's Office, and Jesse Olson, executive director of Left Hand Watershed, Watershed Center. So welcome to you all. And Raphael, welcome to the show. And let's start with you. Nine months have passed since the fire broke out on your pristine land the land where you live and conduct the mission of the Calwood Education Center, just west of Jamestown. Take us back, if you would, to that day. Where were you, what happened, and how did fire managers, firefighters and managers, at, and Cal Calwood staff and other landowners and land managers, how did they all respond? Take us back to that day. Thank you, Jim. Uh, it feels like it just happened yesterday. Uh, you know, living here on the property, I've been here with Calvert for 23 years. And, uh, you know, my three, two kids grew up here. I've met my wife here at Calvert. I actually got married here in the little town of Jamestown. So my job here is really personal. It's not just a job. So seeing, you know, half of the property burned over 1,200 acres. It was just really heartbreaking. Uh, you know, I was able to stay here. Uh, everybody evacuated. We had to evacuate everybody who had, you know, that were in the property, including the employees. Um, I talked to the fire commander and I asked him to please let me stay because for two reasons, Jim, I wanted to help out because you know, we have facilities here, we have beds, we have food, water, electricity with generators, internet. And I wanted to provide that to the firefighters because I knew they were going to stay here for a few nights. And uh, so that was one of the main reasons I wanted to help out, but also I wanted to be here. You know, This is my home, this is a place where I worked for many years and I wanted to see what was happening. And, uh, but it was really hard that day um, when the, the fire started, you know, in the past, you know, we had opportunities to put out some of the fires caused by lightning strikes here on the property because we you know we have some equipment, limited equipment, and the staff that, you know, either fires are pretty small or pretty easy to control. You know, when the firefighters arrive, then they put them out. And at uh, this time, my staff asked, you know, so do we go there? And I'm like, no. No, this fire is different. 
this fire is so different. Everybody out, uh, the, you know, we already called 911, so everybody's coming to help. And, uh, you know, everybody left in just a few minutes. So evacuation plan worked. And, uh, and then the firefighters came right away. They started making some plans of attack. And uh, the fire was still burning. It took off in just a few minutes. And it was just crazy to see just some smoke to huge flames in just a few minutes. Uh, I heard later on that this fire burned almost 35 uh, uh, acres per hour. And it was just crazy in, in some time. So they, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, we were really concerned because the fire was still moving to the west where all the buildings are. And uh, obviously, you know, my house actually was right there in the limit <laughs> and uh, where the fire was moving. Uh, to the west, and um, but you know, luckily, at that point, they they brought uh, the plane to start wrapping some retardant, and uh, and I learned from the firefighters that you know the first thing they do, and said you can probably say more about this, you know, they anchor the fire. In other words, they try to stop the fire moving the other way, and you know, in this way, in this case, west, and they drop some of the retardant, and that itself, it really saved the buildings and it saved the house where I live. The, the retardant dropped just a few feet away from the house. And, uh, and obviously the firefighters got in there and they started building the fire line right away. So they did an, an amazing job. I mean, these guys, um, they might learn firsthand how they work. And, you know, sometimes we hear in the news, you know, the, the work that they do, but when you actually are here and you see it, it's unbelievable. Obviously, you know, I didn't sleep for a few nights because the fire was still hot and it was just too much panic and, and you know, seeing this place burn. But I mean, these guys will wake up in the middle of the night to go and check the fire to make sure they wasn't going in the wrong direction. They will work long, long hours in the evening. And, um, and you know, the, the least that I could do is just provide some meals ready to go for them and, uh, you know, for the few days that they were here. And, uh, but uh, it, it was, and it still is really heartbreaking, you know, to actually see the land um, burn. And there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of stories, you know, there's a lot of kids that came through Calwood and, and they have learned about this land for, for many, many years. And, and, and now a lot of those memories are gone, you know, because half of this property burned, but, uh, but anyway, at the same time, you know, the fire uh, uh, was controlled later on and, and, you know, the restoration process started, you know, having meetings with the different agencies, including here at Jersey, and figured out what to do next. You know, for us, for Calwood, it was really hard because we were having a hard time surviving the pandemic, uh, not having, you know, or, or having in the last 80% of revenue and programs in, in last year, it was really hard. So we were trying to figure out how to survive, how to move forward. And just a month before the fire, we started a campaign to raise money to keep our doors open. And then just like it wasn't enough, you know, then the fire happened. And at that point, my board, my staff, like, you know, what are we going to do now? You know, it's just before the fire, we just didn't know how we we're going to survive. But now with this fire, 
you know, but I just want to take this space to thank the community because thanks to the community, to donors and people who asked how we were doing and moral support, that thanks to them, you know, we stayed open and thanks to them, we decided to work harder and, and really get this restoration going. So, but oh. it's, it's your stuff. We, we, uh, we certainly are happy, uh, Rafael, that first of all, your home was saved. And now that you're talking about the future, tell us, has, has anything changed in terms of the Calwood mission? You know, we learn a lot of things, just like a lot of people, you know, when you have a hard year, like uh, last year, um, 2020, we tried new things to, to be creative and try to survive. And a lot of those new things helped us to see what else we can do as an organization, you know, and we added more things to our mission. One of them actually is we're turning Calwood hopefully into a wildfire research center. You know, we want researchers to come here and study the fire. You know, we have right now several projects going on with the universities that here are in Colorado. And uh, we want more researchers to come up. And so we adding a lot of our, in our curriculum for the school programs or any science programs that we do, obviously fire ecology is on the top of the list. But, you know, having researchers to actually do the work here at Calwood is, is, is great, you know, to, to be able to work with them. And, uh, you know, 2021 hasn't been great, but better than last year, we still don't have programs at full capacity. We're just doing some limited programs so we can at least keep our staff employed and make it hopefully through the year. And, and we hopeful, you know, we hope that maybe in next year we can start recovering and having the schools back. You know, we're thinking about having some of the schools back this fall, but you know, with COVID, we just don't know what is going to happen. Is that right? right. Next week, right. tomorrow. Right. So, but uh, you know, I think we have the vision of doing more things after the the, the pandemic and, and you know and and the fire, and, and I think that's what we have to do. Is that right? To see, you know, what else can we do to survive, and what else can we add to this opportunity? That uh, the way I see it. Well, you you mentioned recovery, and that's one of the things that Jesse has also been involved in with the Watershed Center. So Jesse, um, tell us how things are looking and um, tell us about your, the Watershed Center. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, Left Hand Watershed Center is a stakeholder-driven nonprofit organization in Boulder County that works to protect and restore watersheds for people and the environment using a collaborative and science-based approach. So what that means is we use sound science to monitor and assess and manage our watersheds. And we use that data to implement on the ground forest and river projects. And we strive to build a strong stewardship ethic in our community through place-based and participatory learning. Um, so ultimately we really wanna help ensure that our water resources remain reliable and that our communities um, such as the Calwood Education Center in our city of Longmont, town of Lyons, city of Boulder, to remain protected um, and the, the environment to remain resilient. 
Um, so just given the increase of fires and floods that we have seen in our region, um, we're just starting to see how important this work is becoming for our communities. Um, and one of the efforts that um, Raphael alluded to that I wanted to highlight is the St. Brain Forest Health Partnership. So we were actually working with, collaborating with over 30 stakeholders um, prior to the fire starting. And they, these folks are agencies from state, federal, local agencies and representative landowners in the St. Brain watershed that were really interested in collaborating on increasing the pace and scale of forest restoration in the watershed. So this, the St. Brain watershed is really no, had, prior to the fire even starting, it was known as a landscape that was at risk um, with these really critical water resources for the city of Longmont and for um, left-hand water districts users, which totals over 100,000 water users. It also is a really significant ecological hotspot with bighorn sheep that roam the area. So all the resource, or resource agencies know that this is a critical landscape that's at risk for catastrophic fire. Um, so this partnership that was already established looking to, to address our overly dense forests, um, we were working together and so the fire hit, we were actually able to pretty easily pivot to address the post-fire restoration work in a collaborative way. So all the stakeholders were already at the table and we were able to kind of pivot from that pre-fire mitigation work to, to addressing post-fire. So those entities included the, the Boulder County, um, the St. Brain Left-Hand Water Conservancy District, the Forest Service, City of Longmont, Left-Hand Water District, and Calwet Education Center. And we all came together to identify the needs related to the post-fire restoration. We, we collaboratively identified the funding sources and needs to address the, the recovery. And then we ultimately implemented this work collaboratively. So that's where we're at currently. And I'm happy to, to talk about um, what the landscape looks like, if you're interested. Congratulations on that collaboration. And we'll see in terms of time, how much time we've got to, uh, to talk about the burn area. I wanna take a moment, however, to thank our listeners for tuning into KGNU's A Public Affair. I'm speaking today about wildfires and what they can teach us with Rafael Salgado, Executive Director of, of the Calwood Education Center, Jesse Olson, Executive Director of Left Hand Watershed Center, and Seth McKinney, the Fire Management Officer with the Boulder County Sheriff's Office. So, I'm back to you, Seth. Uh, if you'll just take a minute and tell us what are we in for? What are we looking at? What is happening out there, Seth? Well, um, I guess I'll try to answer the what are we in for question as best I can. Um, you know, part of my job is to look at a lot of the, uh, the fire indices that really drive wildfires. And, um, you know, this, this may be vague, but we're actually in for an average fire season locally. Um, so what does that mean? I mean, that the potential is certainly there. Um, but right now we're getting good uh, monsoonal moisture coming up from the southwest, which, um, you know, is good that we're, we're receiving that moisture. It's bad when we're receiving too much moisture at once, on, especially on our burn scars. 
Um, so, you know, we often go from one disaster to another here. Um, and, but hopefully as far as wildfires go, uh, I think we're, we're going to have a quieter year than last year. Uh, but again, that's, that's locally. Um, and as I'm sure, as you and all of your listeners know, um, you know, the West has got plenty of other wildfires burning. And, and so we're, we're trying to give a helping hand where we can. Do you have any idea where you're going to be sent next? Well, um, no, <laughs> uh, that's, uh, you know, that's kind of the fun of the job is I don't know where I'll be tomorrow night, if I'll be sleeping in a bed or if I'll be sleeping in the dirt. Um, my guess is either Montana or the Pacific Northwest or even Northern California. And um, again, I've got folks from my staff and kind of all over the place right now. Uh, just sent a hand crew up to Wyoming. I've uh, got some overhead in Montana and then one of my engines is out in Northern California right now. So we're, we're spread out, but uh, it's, it's where the help is needed. So I'm sure, Seth, you hear that the term climate change a lot in your work, but tell us what, what you consider to be the major thing that's happening with climate change as it's related to wildfires. Well, um, boy, <laughs> I wish I was smart enough to give you a real specific answer, Jim, um, but I'm gonna give you the best firefighter answer I can here. Um, you know, climate change is, is, uh, comes with a broad stroke and, and it impacts, you know, our environment tremendously. Um, it's in my, you know, I've I've been fighting wildfires for almost 20 years. I started in Southern California and just came out to Colorado and, uh, six years or so ago. And, um, the frequency is changing. Um, so just over the last 10 or 15 years, you know, working, um, and we, we thought 100,000 acres was a big fire. Now, over the last couple of years, we're finding that 100,000 acres is starting to be more common and common. Um, and it was only three or four years ago when you know we were shocked by the Paradise Fire in California, or I should say the campfire in uh, Paradise, California, where we lost almost an entire community. And you know, four years later, we're, we're continuing to lose entire communities. And so, you know, the job is not getting any easier. Um, and, you know, one way or another, I think we can attribute that to climate change. Um, you know, as a wildland firefighter, a lot of my work is, is uh, reactive. You know, we, we go when there is a fire. Um, but as a, you know, fire manager, I'm trying to look at both sides, being proactive and working with, you know, groups like, uh, you know, the left-hand water left-hand water coalition um, on how we can, you know, think ahead here. But, you know, as far as climate change's effects on wildfires, I mean, you know, it, it may sound small. Oh, a degree and a half temperature change doesn't sound that big, but on the environment, that's huge. And on the ecosystems, that's huge. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of ecosystems are, you know, starting to be pushed to their limit of what they can really function normally in. Um, and so the result of that is, yeah, nature's starting to compensate. Um, you know, we're, we're coming out of almost 120 years of total fire suppression where we put out all fires. Um, and, and now we're trying to see how we can be proactive and use uh, prescribed fire as a, as a land management tool. Um, so, you know, again, I, I pride myself on being a wildland firefighter, but um, I stay busy when I'm not fighting fires, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to safely light fires 
for you know for our land management and resource benefit. So how can how can you and Jesse or how would you and Jesse describe changes to wildland management that occurred since we had the Calwood fire? Yeah, well, you know, and, and Jesse, feel free to jump in here, but uh, she kind of talked about it as, as we're starting to work together in a larger scale more frequently, and, and we need to. Um, wildfires don't respect political and jurisdictional boundaries. Um, you know, I, I oversee things in Boulder County, but, you know, fires that come from Grand County or Summit County or Larimer County or Jefferson County can still have huge impacts on us. And so, you know, in, in my mind, you know, we got to start working together on a larger scale, a much larger scale. And, um, you know, I, I applaud Jesse and her group for really taking the, the initiative and, and being up front on gathering people around. And I, and I think that really paid off in the Calwood fire and that, that post-fire recovery. You know, we were able to get, come in pretty quick and, uh, and come up with, you know, a plan to, to, help, uh, to help the landscape recover. Anything you want to add, Jesse? Um, yeah, I can just add that it's it's going to be important for, for the long term um, funding revenues and public support for um, in, engaging in, in fire in forest restoration. So, as Seth described, our forests are really currently unhealthy in so many places. They're dense and overcrowded, and so that does mean that a lot of restoration work is needed. And that with that comes the need for additional funding to do forest restoration at the scale we're talking about. And, and just for the public's context, that means trees will be cutting, be cut down. We're going to increase the meadows, the gaps, the openings to create a more resilient landscape that can, when a fire comes through, it doesn't have these devastating impacts of all the trees burning and, and dying. So we want to create a system that can allow fire to come through without it having consequences to the people, to the environment, and to the water resources. Hey, Jim, I would yes. love to just to give a, a quick example of that. You know, on Cowwood's property, where we had done fire mitigation, which that was a, a lot of land in the middle of the fire, you know, all those trees, a lot of those trees survived, all the grasslands, all the grass came back and even better because sometimes fire is good for the land, like Jesse was saying. But unfortunately, all the hills where we never thinned any trees because we didn't have the funding and the time because it takes a lot of time and money to do fire mitigation, you know, 100% mortality. It's just crazy how a good management practice can really do what Seth and, and Jesse are describing and that is the big scale that needs to happen in the state. Because like Jesse was saying, we have a very unhealthy forest. But my question too, or no question, but something else too, you know, when we recover or do fire restoration, you know, what is the forest that we want to rebuild should look like? You know, that's the question, you know, because we're going to have the opportunity to rebuild a forest. So what is that going to look like? Hopefully not the same way as it was before, is that right? So that's the question and that's the task that a lot of uh, agencies are trying to, to do, including here in Calwood. You know, the fire uh, restoration that we're doing here at Calwood and other parts of these, these fires. So, you know, I really want to encourage the community that has supported or, or foundation 
because those dollars definitely have been used in a positive way to, to restore this land. Thank yeah. you, Ra <laughs> Thank you, Raphael. Jesse, was there something else? Yes, I would. I just wanted to chime in as well to say we're we're really fortunate to be able to receive this funding to cover um, the restoration efforts on the left-hand burn area, and without the community foundation funding, no. Um, restoration efforts post after the fire would have occurred. So this was really critical funding to get mulch on the ground prior to the monsoon rains and protect that landscape from further erosion. Additionally, we have funding from the St. Brain and Left Hand Water Conservancy District, which generously pro provided funding for us to expand our adaptive management process to ensure that the benefits of this restoration continue long-term well into the future. So we're able to collect data on both the river and forest components of the landscape to ensure our aquatic ecosystems and our water resources remain protected um, into the future, thanks to that long-term funding from the St. Brain and Left-Hand Water Conservancy District. So really critical pieces that we were able to include um, in this effort. All right. And while we're doing thank yous, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in to the Community Foundation's monthly program on KGNU's A Public Affair. You can learn more about the Community Foundation of Boulder County at commfound.org. We will be back with you on KGNU's A Public Affair on August 23rd. Be well.